0: Let me tell you another story where just the names tell you what happens in the story. There's a story of a guy named Sisera, and he's captain of the evil side. Then there's a guy named Barak. He's captain of the good side. Then there's a lady, a judge, one of the only judges of Israel to be female, Deborah. Deborah, she would sit and judge Israel. And there was one more lady in this story. Her name was Jael, not Jael, but Yael. Yes. So if you know the story, Sisera is fleeing from Israel's army who has just routed them and raised their entire territory and just defeated them utterly. Sisera books it out of there, gets away, turns aside into some lady Yael's tent. And she says, come on in here. Come on in. Let's have nap time. Yeah, you laid it. You must be tired. Yeah, I was just out of war. They're trying to kill me. Here, let me cover you up with a little rug. Do you want some? He says, Bring me some water. He says, she said, I'll do better than that. I'll bring you some fresh goat's milk. Oh, some cookies? Maybe an Oreo? Sure, bring it right away. So he eats his cookies and milk. He goes to sleep. She takes a tent peg, which is about this big, probably weighs 15 pounds, and centers it over his temple and then goes wham and then the bible says she drills it all the way through his head into the ground <laughs> right, that's the story i i knew what was going to happen without anybody telling me the story if i know the name see do you know what Sisera means snake do you know what barak means Sisera, by the way is the evil army guy you know what barak means lightning You think, all right, right? You should read the story. I'll tell it in the pictures. Lightning is scared to go to battle against snake. So Lightning says, honeybee, Deborah, honeybee, will you go with me? I'm so scared. And honeybee says, okay. The woman says, okay, Lightning, I'll go with you. So Lightning says, oh, okay, good. Honeybee's gonna come along with me. They absolutely, utterly defeat Yavin and his army. And Snake gets away, cunning little guy. But don't worry because Yahweh is God, Yahel. Yahweh is God says, hey, Snake, come on in here. I wanna talk to you for a minute. You want some milk? Yeah. Want some tea? Yeah. Take a little nap. And Genesis 3 is fulfilled that, and the serpent will have his head crushed. Remember that? When he's talking to Adam and Eve, the serpent will have his head crushed because Yahweh is God. Are you kidding me? If my name is snake and I'm on the bad side, I am not gonna go into the tent of the, of the lady named Yahweh is God when Yahweh's army has just killed me and all my men, not me, but all my men. Does that make sense? It's, it's awesome. Names are awesome in the Bible. Okay, um, where are we? That's why knowing a little bit more about Jewish culture can help an awesome little story like David and Goliath or Sisera and Deborah uh, just burst forth, come to life. Guys, that's Hebrew, that's Eastern. Look at the picture. Always ask the text, what's the picture? What else is that? When Goliath falls face forward, why do I need to know that? Why did the author take the time to say, and he fell face down before David? Why say that? Just say he fell over. See, the text is very smart. It's asking you to ask it questions. All right, I got to turn this on because it's hot, hotter than a hitchhiker's pistol in here. I'll tell you what. All right, Judaism not only allows for all kinds of interpretations of God, but it encourages people to wrestle with the issue. Do you disagree with anybody about the nature of God? Yes. If so guys, good. You are getting the hang of Judaism. If you disagree with people about the nature of God. People disagree about the nature of the Adam. But like Greg Kokel says, the Adam is a particular way. We may not know what that way is, but it is a particular way. 1491, what? What shape was the earth? Yeah, it's flat, right? 1492, Columbus sails the ocean blue, discovers. Did the earth suddenly change shape when Columbus got back in 1492? No. Was it still round in 1387? Of course it was. Did people know that? No, but it didn't make it so. Does that make sense? So listen, think about Christianity for a second. If God loves when people wrestle with him, he named an entire nation, one who wrestles with God and man, Israel. If God loves when you, Ben, and me and Logan, wrestle with him, and I don't mean, hey, let's go have some fun. We'll do some MMA together. I'm talking about we, we struggle with the things that God gives us in our life. Think about Christianity for a second. Does Christianity allow for all kinds of interpretations of God, or is there just one? Does it encourage people to wrestle with each other about the issue, or does it kind of frown on differences and 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 beliefs and, and differences of opinion? So here's the deal, guys. In many churches, it's it's what you believe is is what's so important and how you believe it. Do you believe all these things? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, No, I don't believe in number seven. Oh, Well, you can't be part of our church. Does that make sense? Yeah, you haven't been to too many churches. If you haven't found that to be true, there are a set of beliefs, and you have to believe those beliefs, or you can just go to another church that has different beliefs. That's why we have so many denominations. Is each church has their own set of beliefs. It's very different. Very different, guys. To Jews, belief isn't even the issue. They don't care what you believe. What are you doing with your belief? What are you doing with it? Well, I don't believe. I don't care. What are you doing with that disbelief? Well, I'm saving orphans and helping like homeless people. and All right, good job. But I don't believe. You see, in Judaism, it's not if you believe. It's what you're doing with that belief. You guys remember Rabbi Akiva? Right? Who are you? That story? Did you see it? Did you hear it? Did I tell you the story of Rabbi Akiva? Oh, famous rabbi lived about 100 years after Jesus. The story goes that he was walking along the north side of the, of the Sea of Galilee. Doing what most students here at, at this school do when they have a few minutes. He was memorizing the text and reciting the text. Um, that was a joke. Uh, so he's, he's reciting this text from Isaiah that says, You will be my witnesses that the world may know that there is a God in Israel. He was very into his memorization. The Jews memorized large portions of text. So he was working on this particular memorization. Sun was setting. He'd walked on this road a hundred times because he lived in Capernaum, Capernaum, a village at the fork in the road. But Rabbi Akiva got to the fork and he went left instead of right. Sun had already set. He he just didn't realize it. Have you ever gotten across town and didn't realize how you got there? Yeah, you're like, oh gosh, when did I (laughs) get, I don't even remember driving. I was just thinking so deeply. Suddenly he comes to this massive gate and out of the darkness comes this booming voice. Who are you? What are you doing here? And I mean, it takes this rabbi by surprise. He's just freaking out and like, what in the world? Where am I, holy moly? Second time, who are you, what are you doing here? And now Rabbi Akiva realizes where he is. Oops, I went the wrong way. This is that Roman garrison. And there's a sentry up on the wall that's pretty ticked because you shouldn't be here at this time of night. Rabbi Akiva comes back this time with a little more boldness in his voice. And he says, sir, how much do you get paid to ask me these questions? Very Jewish. And the sentry thinks for a minute, do I answer this (laughs) schmuck or do I arrest him? He decides to play along. It's been a slow night. He says, "Uh, about three drachma a week, Jew. Why do you ask? And Akiva says back to him, I'll tell you what, sir, I'll double that pay if you stand outside my house and ask me those two questions every day of my life, who are you? What are you doing here? When you take away the athletic ability, the talent, the intellect, the brands, the clothes, the truck, the shoes, all of that, when you strip all of that away, who are you? And what are you doing here, by the way? I don't mean on planet Earth. I'm sorry, I don't mean in, your, in this class or in, in this town. I mean on Earth. What are you doing here on Earth? What is your purpose? Why are you here? That's the question. Two questions you and I have to struggle with. And God expects an answer. So, uh, belief is not enough. Listen to James chapter two. What does it profit, my brothers, if a man says he has faith, but he doesn't have any works? Can his faith save him? I don't think so. If a brother or sister is poorly dressed in lack of daily food, and one of you says to them, oh, shalom. Dear God, please clothe my brother JT right here. He doesn't have any clothes on. Really ratty, shabby clothing. But may you be warm and well-fed, brother. Have a good day now. And I walk off. James says, that is stupid. He doesn't say that, but he says, that's ridiculous. You don't give them the things they need for their body. You just wish them well. What good is that? In other words, you believe that God is able to clothe him. (laughs) Wonderful. Fantastic. Even the demons believe that and they shudder. What are you doing for your brother? Nothing. Then faith without works is dead. Okay. Now consider your own tradition. Is it what you believe? That you believe all the right things in the right ways? Or is it what you're doing with that belief? Now, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you one story and you guys, some of you have heard it before, but it was three years ago. This story changed my life and hopefully it has a impact on you. Um, I wanted to know after I was humbled greatly by a good friend of mine and a mentor, I wanted to know what the favorite and hated, most favorite and most hated shift was among wait staff in, in, in this brilliant, really, it doesn't matter in the whole country, but in Midland. So this was confirmed about seven, eight years ago. And then I just did this again about three weeks ago. Talked to a waitress. Didn't know her name, never met her before. But I asked her the same questions. What is the most hated shift among waitstaff in this town? And she said, oh, that's easy. Those are the church folks. That'd be whenever they go out to eat Sundays or something like that. And it broke my heart. And I said, why? She said, oh, because they're the rudest. They're very bossy, very demanding, and they're terrible tippers. They always tip the worst. I said, "Well, then what's the best shift? What is it? What's the shift everybody wants? Oh, that's easy. That's Friday night, Saturday night, about seven, eight o'clock when people start showing up, start ordering drinks, get kind of loose, get kind of cheerful, and when people get happy, they get generous, and their tips are better. And that's the best shift. That was seven or eight years ago. I just confirmed that three weeks ago. exact same answer, totally different lady. Never met this lady before. Totally different lady. Favorite shift, worst shift. She said almost the exact same words. They were bossy, rude, and bad tippers. Oh my gosh, guys. Let me ask you something. Do you believe that God is generous with us? You can say yes or no. You do? Yes. Do you believe... That God is generous with us, even when we don't deserve it? Really? Do you believe that God is generous with us, even when we don't deserve it? Even if we forget or make mistakes? Some of you do. So how do you tip in a restaurant? That's one way that you can live out what you believe. How much does the world tip, by the way? People that don't have any faith in God, they don't fear God at all, God is nothing. How much do they tip? 15 to 20%. Let me ask you a question right now, those who are listening. If the world tips 15 to 20% in 2019, how much should a disciple of Jesus Christ tip? Huh? Huh? How much? JT said more. He's, he's dead on, definitely. 30 to 40, double it. I mean, right? It ought to be more. It ought to be enough more to where there's a difference between what the world says here, you deserve this, And the disciple of Jesus, who claims, by the way, God's generous with me. Oh, he is. Uh Uh-huh. Even when I don't deserve it. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. Even when I make mistakes and even when I forget. And then we turn around and we tip a waiter or waitress 10% or 5% to teach them a lesson because they didn't bring me my food on time or it was cold or it was the wrong thing or they didn't fill up my drink. And we call ourselves disciples who claim that we believe. You see what I'm saying with Judaism? There's a difference between what you believe and what you do with that belief. It doesn't matter what you believe. What are you doing? I want to tell you a story about Adija. And uh, this is a a lady. Uh, She's Arabic. She was Muslim. I'd never met her before in my life. I was in Israel with Ray Vanderlyn in 2009. We had just visited this place called Avdat. World famous ruin now, but thousands of years ago, it was the center for myrrh wine. What's myrrh wine? Myrrh added to the wine. Myrrh was a spice, very rare spice. And I guess it would be the equivalent of, I don't know, what's the rarest drink you could think of that would just be so good, but you can only get it in one place. Dublin Dr. Pepper or something, you know, the real sugar. I don't know. I don't know. But it was, it was something like that. Murd wine. So we are looking at this ruin. Yes, everything's thousands of years. It was really cool. Great lesson. And then we just head off. We start walking in the desert and we're walking and it's like, just what, where are we going? And that's what the disciple always wants to, where are we going, rabbi? And you know what the rabbi's answer is? Guess you'll see when we get there. In other words, I'm not going to tell you my agenda. Just follow. Just follow. Suddenly we come to this village, Muslim village. These are Bedouin people in Palestine, which is primarily Arabic. 55 of us, white, tall, hats, Americans sticking out like a sore thumb. And what religion are we probably if we're from America? Oh, probably Christian. You could see that coming 100 miles away. And we go and knock at this lady's house. She's got a burqa on, face covered. Clearly not a Christian because of all her jewelry that has crosses on it and her sign over the door that says, spirit lead me where my feet will never wander. You know, what I'm saying she didn't have her uh, Mardell t-shirt on. She stands outside her house and, and gives us what she can because she's poor. She gives all of us a welcome in the only English that she knows. Welcome, welcome, hello, welcome. Thank you so much, welcome. That's the only thing she, welcome, welcome. 55 times she said welcome because each of you gets a welcome. That's what she can give you. Not, hey big group, welcome. That's us. That's American. That's efficient. She's Arabic, so each one gets one. And then sit down on my patio. Do you think Adija, the poor lady that lives in a plaster house, has 55 glasses because she's just waiting to entertain 55 people? She snaps her fingers and goes, "Mahala, blah." bla." And like 15 people just come out of the floor and out of the wall. Like I don't know where these kids were, but they're like zzz, zzz, and they boom take off. Next thing I know, there's a fire in the middle of that patio area. I'm pretty sure she didn't have a big lighter or a book of matches. I don't know how they did it. Maybe she prayed and called fire down from him. I don't know, but all of a sudden there's a fire. I was like, cool. And then she takes a disc. And if you're not from Texas, you don't know what a disc is, but you guys do. It's like a tire implement or like a tractor implement. It's a big, round, concave thing, and you can turn it over, and you can make tortillas on it, right? Which is what she, they start grabbing this flour, salt, water, All of a sudden, there's this ball of dough. She starts, I'm a pizza pie. She starts throwing this thing up and stretching this thing out just like a huge, massive pizza till it was, and it comes down on her hand. She takes it and throws it on the disc. It's paper thin. And then she grabs it with her bare hands and turns it over. Cooks for two minutes, stops. And then she picks it up and hands it to one of us. It's called pita. It's bread. And if you've ever gone to Roses where those tortillas were coming off that machine, Fresh off that machine. Have you ever had those tortillas? They're just like eating a baby angel. Mm, Like Tim Hawkins said, just mm, just eat a baby angel. So good, buttery and just uh, salty. Now multiply that by about a thousand. That's what this pita was like. You just pull it off. Oh my gosh. You know, you just, your eyes roll back in your head. You're just going crazy. Pass it around. As soon as we were done with that, there was another one. Boom. I learned finally, every time I f- drank my tea, which they came and served 55 cups with real sugar in it, every time I finished it, they'd fill it back up. So I learned to not finish it so they wouldn't fill it back up because I didn't want to keep drinking all their stuff. What do you think they got 55 cups from, Dawson? She sent all those 15 kids that just came out of the woodwork into their neighbor's houses. And you know what they said? Allah has shown us mercy. Mercy. Allah, oh Akbar, great is Allah. God sent us visitors. Would you like to participate in the blessing? Allah sent you visitors? Yes, I'd like to participate. Here's nine cups. Here's seven cups. Here's four cups. Suddenly they had 55. We all had something. Now let me ask you a question. Does Adija know Jesus Christ is Lord and the son of God? No. So is she, does she believe in the kingdom of God? If she doesn't even know the king? But is she living the kingdom of God that Jesus talked about? Is she living it? Absolutely, she's living it. Here's the best of what I had. Who does that story remind you of? Kill the fattened calf. Okay. Abraham and Sarah. Here's the best of what I have. Take it. But that sugar got to cost you a month. Doesn't matter. You're my guests. You'll never see us again. Doesn't matter. God saw fit to send you to me. So I'm going to give you the best of what I have. Does she know Jesus? No. Is she living Jesus? Yes. Which is more important. I'll let you answer that question. All right. I think that's good for today.